When you wake up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror, are you happy with what you see? Are you courageous enough to look past the bedhead and deep into what is inside? The hopes, dreams, and fears. Also, are you confident that the mirror you're looking at is giving you an honest, life-giving reflection? Or are you staring at a delusion? Hi, I'm Jeremy Rivers, and this is a Passages Leadership Challenge. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the fourth and final week of our Passages at Home Leadership Challenge. Um, Throughout this series, we've been challenging our self-leadership mindset, skills, and practices. We've discussed self-influence and how to own our response to the world and the people around us. We've discussed our design and a few interesting elements to consider as we truly get to know ourselves. Last week, we got practical and discussed some simple tried and true tools that great leaders leverage daily on their path of self-development. In this session, we're going to do a bit of DTR. In the final lap, let's define the relationship between you and the mirror you've chosen to self-reflect upon. No self-leadership journey can take place without self-awareness. Self-awareness cannot occur without reflection, a practice we mentioned in last week's session. No reflection can take place without a mirror. You have a mirror, or mirrors, that you use to reflect upon. What are those mirrors? What does your relationship with them look like? What mindsets are they enforcing about yourself? This week is going to feel more like a summary, a retelling of some of the themes we've already discussed in various ways. I hope the repetition presented in the metaphor of approaching a mirror and seeing a reflection drives home a few ideas that I've learned are truly vital in our self-leadership journeys. So, let's jump in. The mirror matters. Another way to discuss the concept of the mirror and reflection is feedback, input from something or someone about you. We've discussed several feedback mechanisms throughout this series. In session one, we discussed your perspective. Your perspective on life dictates how you receive it back. If you wake up grumpy, then the small joys in life are going to be lost on you that day, and the small annoyances are going to become huge monsters. Alternatively, uh, if you leave the house grateful, the small joys in life are going to produce immense amounts of wonder in life throughout the day, and the annoyances will fade away. In our third session last week, we discussed including people, specifically companions and mentors, on your self-leadership journey. These people are mirrors in your life as well, giving you feedback on your interactions and engagements with life and with them. You're a smart leader. I don't need to belabor the concept of what a mirror is in your life. The idea is simple. They matter. Mindsets, people, resources, self-talk. It is vital in defining your relationship and what you see in yourself. I'll share a story here and then leave you with a question. I'm a big fan of the prayer app SoulTime. It has guided prayer sessions, scripture readings, and it's a great tool in helping you grow your emotional intelligence, your faith walk, and healthy mindsets. One of my favorite mentors in life, uh, even if it is from a distance, is Danny Silk. He's one of the coaches on this app, and he does a great prayer session on champions. He tells the story of a farmer that year after year grew champion-winning corn in his region. No one could beat him. The best corn around. 
Finally, a reporter did a story on this farmer and his crop. The reporter asked, what is the secret to your blue ribbon crop? That's easy, he said. Every year, I give the seed of that year's crop to all of my surrounding neighbors. That way, when spring comes around, the only pollen falling on my field is from the award-winning crop. I surround myself with the champion corn. I love that story. That reflection from the mirror is also like the pollen from the surrounding crops. What are the mirrors in your life? What are they reflecting or feeding back to you? The people in your life, the podcasts you listen to, the books you read, the social media we consume, the perspectives you have on life. Are they champion level? Do they challenge you to grow or do they enforce negative qualities? Are these mirrors, feedback mechanisms, inputs, whatever you want to call it, the ones that are going to lead you to your best self? Take some time and write down what mirrors you have in your life, maybe the top 10. Then look at the list and think about what is the specific thing that this mirror is feeding back to me and how is it impacting my self-image, self-worth, and self-leadership. Remember, you have the agency to eliminate some, take advantage of others more than maybe you are right now, and introduce new ones that you know you need. When it comes to this process, what does it look like for you? Now that we've considered what mirrors we have in our life, let's think about how we approach them. I believe there are two courageous acts when it comes to walking up to the mirror to evaluate yourself. The first one is just gathering up enough courage to be reflective at all. Having the courage to step up and look at yourself in the face and say, okay, what's going on here? We tend to be our own worst critic. And knowing that, we tend to shy away from an honest hard look because we're anxious that we're going to not like what we see. I have an encouragement for you, and that encouragement is you're not perfect. (laughs) You won't be. You never will be. And the good news is God doesn't use perfect. He uses willing. Willing to look at that imperfect life and relish in the beauty of its imperfection to value the process more than accomplishments, to value your relationships more than accolades. And that includes a positive relationship with yourself. Be courageous enough not to just approach the mirror, but really look into it and fully embrace what you see. Now, I tend to believe that emerging leaders in the millennial and Gen Z demographic actually don't lack this courage. We love personality tests and self-aware practices. We really love to take those tests to find out what Disney princess we are, what cookie we are, and what character from the office we are. Congrats. You're a Mulan, Chips Ahoy, Jim Halpert soul. Um, I am proud of the self-awareness in my generation. Again, it's an incredibly courageous act to become self-aware and embrace fully what stares back at you. But one thing I see as a misstep sometimes is using these quote-unquote results as an excuse not to lead or engage in a certain way because quote-unquote, that's not me. Now, I'm all about strength-based contribution. 
I'm also all about contribution. If you stay in front of that mirror too long, you'll begin to see delusions. As we learned from Brene Brown last week, we are designed to interact with each other. The second courageous act is to turn away from the mirror and begin contributing to your community. The truth is, you will not be able to fully get to know yourself and the amazing things that you're capable of by staring at a mirror. You can't think your way into self-awareness. You have to roll up your sleeves with a measure of uncertainty and go for it. I mentioned my friend Ben uh, in our last session. When he gave me the book, Dare to Lead, he wrote a quote on the inside of the cover that drives home this idea better than I could myself, and I want to read it to you now. The quote comes from Theodore Roosevelt. He says, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood, and strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. The two courageous acts are approaching the mirror and turning away from it. It's a cycle, a dance. It takes courage because in the first act, we have to learn to embrace what we see, accept it, cherish it. Only then can we grow it. Then you have to turn away from the mirror and get in the arena, not knowing exactly how it's going to turn out. Afterwards, you go back to the mirror and reflect and turn away yet again, and you watch this self-leadership journey take flight. Ray Dalio runs the most successful hedge fund in the world, Bridgewater. After decades of thrashing through life, building a successful business, he wrote a book that lays out his principles on life. It's a nice piece of parting wisdom from a proven leader. I love this book because it is jam-packed with simple, nonsensical truths on how to navigate leadership, work, and life. On this topic, he says, pain plus reflection equals progress. It is painful to accept what you see in the mirror sometimes. Reflect there and grow. It's absolutely painful to get in the arena and get knocked down. Reflect and grow. Approach that mirror and get recharged. And then leave the mirror and get recharged. Both destinations have their own moments of joy and pain. I guess the main point here is to quote the great philosopher Dory, just keep swimming. Finally, I'd like to leave you with probably what will be my most personal encouragement from me to you. If you only take one thing from this challenge, let it be this segment. There is one mirror out there that should be number one. If the arena helps us work out who we are through trial and error, what is your best retreat to let those wounds heal? The Bible. The living word of God. Friends, what an amazing gift we have in the Bible. Open the pages and allow the scriptures to refresh, remind, 
challenge, and anchor you in the truth of your identity and capabilities. If we're talking in terms of mirrors and reflections today, let's remind ourselves that we were created in His image. What better place to go and reflect on who we are than from the one in which we are designed? If you only have one mirror in your life, let it be the Bible. I shared a bit about one of my key crucible moments in life in our first session. I was 16, and my family, living situation, faith, and community all did a 180 and was taking a nosedive. I was about to give up on everything, including my Christian faith. Before I did that, because I'm hyper-competitive, I decided to give this quote-unquote Christian thing an honest try before I threw in the towel. Basically what I did was I grabbed a Bible and started reading. That was it. That was my honest try. But after several weeks, something started to grow in my spirit. After a few more, I felt a genuine identity and possession as a child of God. Years later, I had my life back. One thing I did was mark up my Bible like crazy, highlighters and pens. I had different colors for various themes. Pink meant love. Orange meant promises. Green meant identity. If it's okay with you, I'd like to end this challenge by reading you some of the green scriptures from the exact same Bible that saved my life 17 years ago. My most cherished mirror. As I do, I hope they bring you encouragement. Um, think about the themes that we've talked about in the last several sessions. And wherever you are in your self-leadership journey, I hope these words bring you some encouragement. Psalm 34. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Psalm 71. Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. Isaiah 12. The Lord, the Lord, is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Jeremiah 24. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God for they will return to me with all their heart. 1 Corinthians 15 But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. 2 Corinthians 1 He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts, as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Philippians 4 I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Colossians 3, therefore as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, 
clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. John 1. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Well, that's it for today and for the whole series. Um, As always, to make the most of some of the things that we've talked about today, make sure you check out the reflective questions that I've placed in the show notes. Um, If you've joined me throughout this challenge, I want to truly say thank you. Um, It's allowed me an opportunity uh, in these challenging times to express my intent for life. And I really do hope that it's brought you a measure of value. Remember, every great leader has a very specific follower themselves. And to be honest, that follower of self is probably the hardest, most stubborn and annoying follower you will have at times. But if we can learn to lead ourselves well and include the right people in the process, you may end up being really good friends with yourself. Jesus said to love our neighbors as ourself. So learn to love that person in the mirror, then turn away and get on with it.